Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night, this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. It is July 18, 2015. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Atmaris, as always. Hey, man, you know, I uh, took Wednesday off. I uh, just wasn't feeling up to it. I had a bunch to talk about and just wasn't feeling up to it. I've been on and off tired all week. I don't know what it is, man. I've, uh, you know, been training and doing my thing there, but, um, yeah, something, something's fucking up, man. Like, um, just a little bit of that tiredness, you know, fucking sluggishness through the day. I think I gotta regulate my caffeine a little better. I uh, I don't know. I've been doing a little bit too much of the caffeine, so you hit those fucking dips in the caffeine, and uh, you get yourself all fucked up. 
Anyway, I got a bunch to talk about, man. Um, I'm going to review the CZW show from past week, New Heights, one week ago tonight. And uh, Rugged Maniac that I did earlier that day, last week. Um, and a bunch of other things. But, um, you know, I guess I'll just start out with, uh, you know, some, some training things as as I did talk a little bit about that. Um, and I'll go into the race. Um I got this past week. I got um, I got a primal kettlebell, which uh, if anybody doesn't know what that is, they're made by Onnit, and I don't have a fucking sponsor, so this isn't like some Joe Rogan shit where I'm gonna pimp Onnit because they don't give me anything. I pay face value just like every other motherfucker. So um, for animal things, obviously everybody knows that um, these things are primal kettlebells, so they're they're shaped like the head of a fucking um, primate. And they go from smaller monkeys and there's, um, you know, I think uh, the second, um, what, which one is it? I don't know. I should have brought the page and looked at them, but they're smaller monkeys and they go, you know, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, all this shit. Well, I got the second to biggest motherfucker. I got the gorilla and that shit is 72 pounds. They have one that's one bigger, and that's the uh, the Bigfoot, and that shit is like 90 pounds. Now, look, man, I, you know, can I move that? Sure, but I think I could do a lot more and benefit a lot more from a 72-pound thing. I mean, look at it this way. I weigh 155 to 160 pounds. You know, I mean, that's, you know, at, at 6'1". So, I mean, there's not a lot to me. You know, I'm I'm, I'm defined. I got... A lot of muscle, that's for sure. I'm I'm stronger than my weight is. Believe that shit, because I, you know I do some shit in the gym where these big motherfuckers, I see them struggling on the machine and shit, and I fucking I move the pin down quite a bit and then start doing that shit pretty smooth, like you know what I mean. So I know I got a lot of strength in me, you know, regardless of what my weight is. But anyway, you know, at 155, 160 pounds, to be moving around a 72 pound kettlebell pretty fucking badass i think um you can do a lot with this shit you know even beyond the the kettle swings um those are obviously really good again you know with the weight difference and everything like that 72 pound kettlebell gotta be kind of careful with that shit i could i could pull that off but it's um you know a little work in progress as far as getting that shit right but i mean you could do all sorts of you know front squats and all sorts of different things with this joint and um you know, even though it's only like a 72-pound squat, you know, the you get way better form out of it. Um, there's a lot more control you can work with, you know, with it and do a lot more variations. And There's tons of different things. So I'm really happy to have that because, you know, I have a couple of things that I like to use when I don't go to the gym where I decide, all right, I'm going to work out at home. I got, you know, um, some 40-pound dumbbells. I got some 25-pound dumbbells. Um, I've had this shit for a while, but. Um, I got my big stick battle ropes that I got from on it years ago. Um, I got my, my rec bags, 60 pound one, and then a the little 12, you know what I mean? So there's a bunch of different shit I could do at home. You know, so I got some, you know, a couple other weights and shit and medicine ball, the whole thing. So there's, there's a bunch of shit that I could do. And this is just adding another dimension to it and another thing I could do. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. Cause August is going to be fucking intense. And I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, 
another pre-workout because I'm always trying pre-workouts. Anybody who knows me, you know, and talks to me about the workout thing, I'm always, you know, conversing with other people and comparing all these different, um, you know, pre-workouts. And they're always coming out. If you you Google, like, best pre-workout, you'll get lists and you'll get shit that, like, you never heard of before. And you get reviews and this and that. And some of it you just got to try for yourself. Some people like shit that other people hate, you know, and vice versa. Um, This shit is called... Um, EVL, kind of like evil, um, and it's made by E-V-L-U-T-I-O-N, so it's like evolution kind of, you know what I mean, but it's spelled differently, evolution nutrition, and, um, yeah, two scoops of this shit, man, to get you fucking on some real shit, um, you know, they recommend one, um, and, you know, you'll definitely feel one, but, you know, as as all my pre-workout heads know, um, you got up dose a little pretty much on everything. And, um, I can't imagine like three scoops on this shit. The shit is, um, pretty fucking intense off two scoops. So, you know, I recommend you give it a try. Um, it wasn't super expensive. Got it off Amazon. It was ranked pretty high amongst the other things. Um, you know, in the top 10 pre-workout, da, 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 da. So, um, so yeah, I picked that up. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, all right. Um, going to the race. Race was uh, Rugged Maniac. I did that last year, so I, I knew, you know, going into this year that I was going to like it. And I did. Great race. Uh, it's one of the shortest races that I do. It, it was, um, it's a 5K. But the thing about the uh, the Rugged Maniac is it's a 5K, and they pack 25 maybe more than 25 obstacles into, you know, three miles worth of space. So it's heavy on the obstacles because a lot of times, man, you'll do a 15K and there'll be 25, 28 obstacles in there. So they're packing the amount of obstacles that you would have in a longer race in a shorter race. So they really hit you up with the obstacles. Um, It's pretty uh, user-friendly, I guess I'd call it. So, you know, you get a lot of casual racers there um actually got my friend Corey to do one for the first time so you know proud of her jumping into that that was that was good um but you know the thing is is they make the timing shifts optional so it's like another 10 bucks if you want your your shit time you know and you get the little thing you tie to your shoelace and then you get your shit time so I came in 46th overall out of out of everybody you know what I mean but only a couple hundred people actually got timing chips. So I don't know where I fucking land with the rest of them. Now, obviously, you got to know that majority of people who are serious about it are probably going to get timing chips because they want to know what their time is and how they rank against other people. So there's that. Of course, there's there's got to be people, too, that are faster than me that didn't get a chip either. So I'm not saying, hey, everybody else who was there, I'm faster than you, clearly. But there were thousands of people there easily. Um, and like I said, amongst the people who got chips, I came in 46 overall. So I'm pretty happy about that. I know there were thousands of people there. They run about um, every 15 minutes, they run another wave. And they have these things when you start out, um, like most races, you got to jump like a little wall, little four-foot wall. You got to leap over that. And then people are more or less like corralled in there like cattle and shit between – there in the start line and it's you know it's it's a good 
I guess a couple hundred feet. You know what I mean? Like like a good stretch, you know, from that wall to the, the start line. And, you know, and you stand there while they do their, you know, pre-race announcements and uh, talk to you about whatever the fuck and give you the, hey, watch out for this and be careful of that and da 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 You know, try to hype you up, do whatever. And um, there was easily, easily 150 people in there because um, it was tight and a lot of fucking people in there. So you got to figure if they're running every 15 minutes and – you know, hours and hours of races, and there was 150 people packed in my shit, then then you know goddamn well that there was uh, thousands of people running that day. So anyway, um, you know, fun race. Um, I got to play with the this one obstacle that uh, they keep pimping on Tough Mudder, that they introduced the Tough Mudder this year. On Tough Mudder, I think they call it the Beach Whale. And it's like this big-ass inflated... Um, I don't know, like a big inflated joint. So you got to run and jump, and there's like a rope going across the middle of it, like long ways. So, you know, it's not like hanging down where you would climb up the rope, but if you grab, if you got your hands far enough up and you grabbed it, you know, you could pull your body weight up over it. So I was able to do that one, no problem. Uh, my friend Corey, not so much. Uh, I finished the race and then walked backwards and tried to help her. And, you know, in the process, I took my medal off and shit, and I jumped up and down this thing like three times just trying to help her get up and had no dice, so she had to run around it. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I liked the race quite a bit. Now, my next race up was going to be Warrior Dash, and it was a, it was a rough decision, but I made the decision that I'm not doing Warrior Dash, which... You know, it sucks because it takes me down this year from eight races to seven races. But my reasoning is this. You know, I do this shit for challenge. I do this shit to push myself and bring myself to another level. And I, when I started doing this shit two years ago, a little over two years ago now, um, I started, I did Foam Fest. And Foam Fest was fun. It was some shit that I'd never done anything like that before. You know, Tuxedo Park, New York is is no joke, that course, but that was the only thing that was no joke. Their actual obstacles and their actual race that they set up was, you know, a joke in comparison to all these other things. It was fun. They had, you know, the soap bubbles, the big, long slip and slide type shit. You know, this shit wasn't really meant to challenge you. The mountain itself was challenging for someone who wasn't used to fucking mountains, but you know, the obstacles in itself, and, you know, there were lines built up, so you'd be standing there fucking just standing still, standing in line like you're at ShopRite and shit, waiting for the fucking other slow-ass people to get over these little bitch-ass obstacles. So that, that's how I got into that, right? So then after that, I said, all right, what's going to challenge me? Because I, I know now that I've done this, I want more, I want bigger, I want better. So I went Warrior Dash. Nothing inflatable here. Nothing, uh, no bubbles, none of that shit. Warrior Dash. Sounds fucking badass, right? So that was a 5K2. Again, I had never been a runner. You know, this is this is all new shit in the past two years. So um, I went into Warrior Dash. All right, it's a 5K. Still not going no crazy distance because I don't know what the fuck with that. Um, got a little bit of water crossing, so swimming with your fucking shoes on. There you know, a couple of new challenges that I knew that, okay, this is going to push me. So I did Warrior Dash, and it, and it did that. You know, it was definitely a step up from the, the foam fest that I did. 
when I finished Warrior Dash, I said, okay, I'm fucking going full steam ahead. Signed up from there to fucking Tough Mudder, which a lot of motherfuckers are putting over as, as the top shit. You know what I mean? So, boom, I went from, from Foam Fest to Warrior Dash to Tough Mudder, right? Well, last year I did six races, including Tough Mudder. Skipped Warrior Dash last year. I did uh, Rock Solid. I did um, Rugged Maniac. I did um, Super Spartan. Um, I did the ABF Mud Run, which sucked. Um, and, you know, I mean, and when I did Tough Mudder for the second time, it was fucking October. It was cold. It was fucking horrible. It was, it was really, really fucking rough. But either way you look at it, I did a fucking Spartan race. And I knew that this was now almost some next level shit. This year, I started out, my first fucking race this year was the Spartan Beast. The biggest of all the fucking Spartan races, the Spartan Beast, 13 fucking mountain miles, fucking obstacles, all the shit that a Spartan race will throw at you, fucking 13 plus miles, because I passed the fucking 13 mile marker. Um, that's how I started off. You know what I mean? And and all the shit that I've done this year has been has been real. So now I'm... Four matches in, or four matches, Jesus Christ. I am four races to what was going to be an eight-race season for me. And as I'm looking over to Warrior Dash and what they have lined up, I'm looking at their pitch now is on some anybody can do this race, the race that anybody can do and everybody can finish. And I'm looking like every time I read that shit, my stomach would just about turn. And I'm just like, you know what, man, I don't, I don't like the way they fucking saying this shit. And I know they're trying to get more people signed up. They're trying to make more money and all this shit. But for somebody like me who fucking trains and, and fucking shows up for races like a fucking beast, I, I'm not trying to do some shit that everybody could do and everybody could finish and all that. I mean, I'm a firm believer that anybody who wants to do these fucking races can apply themselves, and you can fucking do any one of these races. The baddest, biggest, baddest motherfucking race on the planet. The, you know, the Spartan Beast, all this shit. You could do any one of these fucking things if you want, if you really apply yourself and fucking work. You can. I don't give a fuck how fat you are, how, how you know, uh, this shit don't matter. You could do this shit. I mean, that's a whole different story. You know what I mean? If it takes you all fucking day, you you can get through this shit. Fucking push yourself, you know? But I don't like the like the the softening up where where it feels like, hey, we're a bitch ass race. Come on and do it. It's no big deal. It's like I don't I don't like the way you're talking right now. You know? And it's a 5K. It's 12 obstacles. They're boasting 12 fucking obstacles. Again, I just did a 5K with 25 plus fucking obstacles. What kind of shit is this for me to go do a 5K with 12 fucking obstacles? I I mean, my one curiosity was what would my time be now compared to my time two years ago? But honestly, you know, it costs you 100, 100 plus to sign up for these joints. And uh, I'm just not down. I'm not down to spend that money. And you understand, too, I lose training time 
off of doing these because the week of the race, I stopped training on Wednesday so I can fucking rest my shit up and be 100% fucking amped and ready for my race come come Saturday. You know, my muscles ain't going to be sore. Nothing's going to be put back. Everything's going to be fucking ready to go. Train my ass off till Tuesday and then just fucking chill and just wait get amped until fucking Saturday. So I, I lose training time and then come, you know, Monday, maybe I'm a little banged up from the race because I really, you know, even if it is only a 5K and it is only, a, you know, 12 obstacles, I'm going to push myself as hard as I can to get as good a time as I can. So regardless of what their their conditions are, I'm going to push myself to the fullest where it's going to, it's going to you know, put some kind of tax on me. So maybe Monday I miss the gym. You know what I mean? I I don't want to go through that shit. I don't want to go through treating this like a serious race when in reality it's not. My next race up, I'm going to train like a motherfucking animal like I've never trained before in August. I'm going to train like like my first race of my life is in fucking September, and I have August to train. That, that's how I'm going into this fucking month. And I'm not even in August yet, and I'm telling you, this this is how it's starting now and then going through August. Because in September, my next race is the Super Spartan. The race I did last year, same place, same race. Um, you know, obviously a little different. But you have to complete all three Spartan races within one calendar year. So I've already done the Beast. I've done the Sprint. This is the final race of my trifecta. So I, I'll have the Spartan trifecta when I finish that fucking race in September. So to say that shit is important to me is a fucking drat. So I'm going into that shit fucking beyond ready. Beyond fucking ready. You see how I fucking did it last year? I'll look at my time last year. And you look at what I do this year in, in comparison because I'm on some new shit. I'm on some complete next shit. Um, so so that's, that's going down September. October... I got the badass dash. That was a race I signed up for last year. They fucking, they fucked everybody. They didn't get a venue. And then it was just like, well, next year, everybody who got fucked last year is automatically registered for this year. So that's, and it's some, some goddamn where in Pennsylvania, it's like two hours away from here. Um, so I'm going to go do that. That's a race. That's another 8k and they both some pretty tough shit. You know what I mean? So badass dash is a race I've never done before. And that's in October, which man, Believe me, I know fucking October could be a terrible fucking month for racing. So that that's that's a big race for me too. Going into you know new territory, uh, a venue I've never raced in before, a race I've never raced for before, in a month that I hate fucking racing because Tough Mudder in in October last year was fucking ass, man. That shit was fucking horrible. So then to close out my year, I have Tough Mudder in fucking November in fucking Jersey City. I don't like the sound of either one of them fucking things. Because I don't give a fuck about racing in Jersey City. I don't know where the fuck. I mean, I guess um, they got some some kind of park out there, motherfucker. I mean, um, in fucking Jersey City in fucking November. And Tough Mudder is on some real throwing you in the water type shit. In, in the overall realm of races and toughness, Spartan races are the king of fucking mud races, straight up. Obstacle races, there's nothing there's nothing better than fucking Spartan races because they always, always fucking host on a mountain. Um, they don't fuck around with flat ground races. Um, so that's one fucking thing. They they don't play games. They wanna fucking they wanna 
really beat the shit out of you. There's tons of upper body shit, carrying shit. They have you carrying more shit in fucking Spartan races, and they're, you're always carrying the shit up the fucking hill and then back down the fucking hill, and the hills are not fucking short. They throw you through a fucking ringer. So there's that. But the months that they got you doing this Tough mutter shit is ridiculous. Motherfucking November. November, man. So this is going to be the toughest challenge in my fucking life because I hate the cold more than just about fucking anything, man. I had some mild hypothermia shit doing doing it in fucking um, in October last year because I'm telling you, I'm just not good with the cold whatsoever. I, I mean, not even not even a little good with cold, man. I, I'm fucked up with the cold. I'm not. So anyway... Um, so that's that. that. That's the rest of my motherfucking agenda and um, itinerary. So I, I'm going all in with this shit. And although I really didn't want to skip a race, I, I just don't feel like Warrior Dash has got shit for me. Um, I, I considered signing up for the uh, the Rock Solid again, but that's at the end of uh, of August. And then that puts me real close to the Super Spartan. And like I said, Super Spartan is way too fucking important to me. I do some shit, fucking twist my ankle or some dumb shit like that at the end of fucking August, and I can't finish this trifecta, man, I'll be fucked up. So I I just don't want to risk it. I already did Rock Style last year. I'm going to get at it again possibly next year. I'm definitely going to do a bunch of of other shit next year, Um, including I plan on qualifying and fucking competing in the um, obstacle race world championship. So that that's my main goal next year. But, um, all right. So beyond that, um, fucking, um, what else has happened? There's a bunch of different shit that's happened. Fucking, uh, Jared from fucking subway got busted in some child porn shit. Huh? Uh, I had heard before, um, he got hooked up with the whole subway thing, though, losing weight. Then he, he worked at a porn joint. I mean, so I guess it's really not that fucking far-fetched, right? I mean, these, these greasy motherfuckers that work at these porn joints, man. Can you imagine, I mean, like, like a, a, a chick? I mean, I was going to say attractive chick, but either way, just say chick. And I'm sure there are some. I don't frequent, uh, you know, porn joints. So I wouldn't really know, but um, especially fucking internet. I don't know who shops at these joints. But a chick that works at have got to be like the last rest area before like 100 miles on a highway, right? <laughs> Where they're going just like, oh, fucking, here we go. Fucking uh, grab one of these fucking videos and go home by myself. And then it's just like the last the last rest area before you hit on that fucking highway is this chick standing behind the counter. There's got to be like a million fucking dudes hitting on this chick all day long. It's got to be fucking brutal. So, I don't know. I just, I just randomly thought about that because I started thinking about the type of dudes that work at fucking porn stores and then I was thinking like, what about the chicks that work at porn stores? I'm like, man, that shit has got to be just fucking rough. You, you, oh man. The type of fucking harassment you must go through in a motherfucking month must be ridiculous, so, I don't know, um, speaking of ridiculous shit, though, um, Caitlyn motherfucking Jenner, this bullshit, I have had enough of this cock-sucking bullshit, man, let me tell you something, 
this shit has fucking ex self exploitation publicity stunt bullshit written all over it. Now I'm not so worried about the fucking SVs and all this. I don't like the fact that she's being hailed by everybody and a motherfucking mom as some kind of social fucking hero because so much she's doing for the day and she's so courageous and brave to come out like 65 years old. The motherfucker is, and, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not even going to be sensitive to that. He, she, call it a she because that's what she wants to fuck that dude. That dude multiplied his worth by five. By five. Can you imagine as much money as you have to your fucking name right now? Just saying, hey, man, you're going to have to go out there and tell people on camera that uh, you feel like a chick today. And then your money is automatically going to multiply by five. How many brave motherfuckers is out there right now? Because I'm feeling pretty motherfucking brave, man. I'll go to fucking work tomorrow, get on the fucking PA system, and be like, hey, man, I'm feeling like a bitch today. If my paycheck multiplied by fucking five on Friday, let motherfuckers think what they want to think about me. I don't give a motherfuck because when it comes down to it, my money times five? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling real fucking brave today. Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here with that shit. First off, this motherfucker killed a chick driving and texting not that long ago. Like, not that long ago at all. And got off because, I mean, if you're fucking hooked up with the Kardashians, if you don't know how to get away with murder, I don't know what the fuck, man. Clearly, you know, date back to OJ. Kardashian motherfuckers know how to get out of fucking killing a motherfucker. So... It was like, oh, you know, texting and fucking driving. Well, no, maybe she wasn't texting and driving. No, we just thought that. But it it turns out uh, nothing happened. The motherfucker's still dead. And old fucking Brucey fucking walked away and, and got a fucking most courageous motherfucker in the world award. What kind of shit is this? Not only that. When this whole shit first started happening, there was a whole lot of cock chopping talk going on. Cock chopping all over the fucking oh when you when you chop the cock when you oh you gonna chop the cock oh shit crazy stop talking about all that cock chopping man all that shit came off the motherfucking table guess who ain't chopping her dick off no more oh oh five times my money Bruce call me Caitlin Brucey fuck you motherfucker this is all publicity all fucking publicity. Oh, what are they going to think when you walk out? I don't give a fuck what they think. They think the motherfucker's rich, and they're right. That's what the fuck they think. You know who's fucking courageous? The kid who's got two fucking bigoted parents that, that fucking feels that kind of way and comes out and fucking tells them, listen, you know, I know you guys aren't with it. I, I know this isn't some shit that you're going to accept, but this is who I am. That's a brave motherfucker right there. Not the motherfucker that comes out on TV and goes, hey, you're going to add some zeros to my motherfucking bank account? Yes, the fuck you are. Look how brave I am. Thank you, everybody. I'll be here all week. You know, fuck you. Fuck you, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. That that, that shit is that shit is disgusting. You know what I mean? And, and then the, all of a sudden, you're a role model for all for gay, lesbian, transgender. Fuck out of here. Good. Yeah, if everybody else got fucking zeros added to their account when they came out the motherfucking closet, guess there wouldn't be no motherfucking closets. 
this whole bitch would be an apartment. There would be no fucking closets. There'd be an open floor plan in this motherfucker. There'd be no fucking closets. If everybody's fucking, everybody'd be like, well, all the zeros that added. Well, maybe I'll throw the, the shit out of this. Uh, to, to not, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll send them on a nice vacation and it'll, uh, it'll dull the blow. No pun intended. Uh, you know, uh, of this whole situation, you know, being I'm getting all this extra money for coming out, then maybe, you know, fuck, man, I could do this or I could do that. Yeah, buy him a new fucking living room, you know, redo the fucking, the landscaping out front or, or some shit that, oh, you come home, you know, extreme fucking makeovers because, oh, shit, wow, who the fuck redid the house? Oh, shit, is our son guy? Oh, shit, yeah, cause that's right, that's what happens when everybody comes out, they all get fucking multiple fucking millions of dollars added to their fucking bank account. Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. I've had enough. I've had enough, guys. I've had enough. All right, pack it up. Fucking move on. Yeah, I mean, everybody else is so about this fucking, about this cause. Everybody's about to wagon to somebody who's done shit because fuck that motherfucker and every other one of the motherfuckers in that family. I don't give a fuck about that entire family. Get them out of my motherfucking face, for Christ's sake. The one bitch is only famous for fucking, and then the whole family's famous. The whole family's famous because they're that bitch fucking on camera. And then they they turned it into now she's, you know, oh, she's so uplifting to women. Get the fuck out of here. Everybody's uplifting. Everybody's fucking uplifting. Zeros get added to his fucking account. Zeros get added to her fucking account. She fucked on tape. He pretended he was going to chop his dick off, and everybody's a fucking hero fucking amazing absolutely amazing go fuck yourself all right so uh, i'm gonna take a break come back and uh, i'm gonna talk about wrestling fucking weird right um look i i didn't i didn't upload any fucking songs so i mean i got i got a bunch of songs though but it's just the shit that i've been playing over and over so let me just scroll down this and see what i pick up first um you know what um where the fuck is my uh, Predator remix? Let me play that again, because I got some gauge shit to talk when I get back. Uh... Yeah, there we go. This. There's no stopping what can't be stopped. No killing what can't be There's something out there waiting for us. Fighting with 
justice, no peace. If any, even if we fuck up Denny. Niggas are sick of your white man trick with no treats. That's right, now it's on no sight. You call me a Muslim, knowing not a resident. Still got my vote in America for president of white America. I'm tearing you a new asshole. Who's the nigga with the new black? Strolling to your suburb house and I duck with gas. Now who's cleaning up trash? Eat them up, yum, and your board motherfuckers feel bored in the editor. Catch the predator. Maybe it's just me. Um, listen, so Nick Gage, the Nick Gage Invitational Tournament. Uh, this is actually um, Jersey Championship Wrestling turned into Game Changer Wrestling. And in order to fucking sell their tournament, they made it the Nick Gage Invitational Tournament. Which to me is completely. Let me also preface this whole thing with I'm attending this. I have front row tickets on. I'm attending this. All right. Um, This is one of the dumbest things I've ever witnessed, honestly. Um, It's a tournament named after a guy who's in the fucking tournament. I don't know who does that. I don't know who creates a tournament with a guy who's in the fucking tournament. I'm not really sure who who does that. Um, 
so anyway, um, here here's um, the deal. Um, the tournament is comprised of, of this is the uh, this is the uh, the participant. Awesome fucking lineup too. Masada, Corporal Robinson, Jeff Cannonball, Danny Havoc, Kyle the Beast. Nate Hatred, Matt Shremont, and obviously Nick Gage, who's the fucking tournament named after. Now, um, the only unsure uh, people in this tournament I am of is Jeff Cannonball. Now, he's a guy who I've heard lots and lots of big things about. Um, I've heard that he's busted his ass quite a bit, and he's had some really good matches with Tremont and all that. Um, I'm personally going to see him wrestle in the um, On Point Wrestling, and it's the um, High Pay Death Match, and they're going to have um, Ian Rotten as the special guest referee, and it's uh, you know like the anniversary of the the High Pay Death, and you're going to have Jeff Cannonball versus Matt Tremont in High Pay Death. So now, I mean, I will completely form my opinion on Jeff Cannonball based off of that match. But I've already heard good things about him. Now, I saw him in, like, a silly little tag match um, on that JCW show with the ring that was, like, one foot off the ground in the Elks Club in Brick or whatever. I'm not going to base, you know, my opinion off of that. He didn't do anything wrong, but, I mean, Jesus, fucking match was great. Yeah, that that guy that I was talking about, the – I forget what the fucking guy's name is now. But the dude – he had the silliest fucking facial expressions on the planet. And he would just keep doing, like, random taunts and, like, with no rhythm. It just shit looked crazy. And he had the fucking Brock Lesnar tattoo on his arm. I forget who he is, but I know I, I posted a picture of him. Joey Janela and a bunch of other people were going off on what a piece of shit this guy is and how he's hilarious and everyone hates him. But anyway, um, that guy was on the other side of the ring from Cannonball. So, obviously, I can't base my opinion on this guy's talent on that match, because what the fuck was that match, you know what I mean? So, um, anyway, um, Kyle the Beast, I, again, I saw him on that show, I seen him tag with, um, the Monster Mac, I think they're the tag champs there, or they were the tag champs there, actually, they were the tag champs there at some point, but anyway, um, those guys, uh, you know, they do their thing. I mean, he looks like he's got some potential. How he works in a death match, I have no idea. So I guess we'll see that too. And then Nate Hatred. I was always a big fan of Nate Hatred. Um, I had heard rumors that he missed last On Point show due to, uh, like, a legal thing or something. Uh, he got in some kind of trouble and wasn't able to attend. I don't know. That's just what I heard. to be completely bullshit. Um, you know, the internet. But, um... What I do know is that he doesn't look like the Nate Hatred of old. He's not in, you know, old Nate Hatred fucking big scary monster shape as he used to be. But, hey, man, you know, time goes by and, you know, it is what it is. Uh, he was in such fucking shape back then. It's not easy to get in that shape. That shit doesn't just fucking happen. So, uh, hey, you know, it is what it is. But, I mean, how his performance will be in this? I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's not getting booked for a lot of other deathmatch tournaments. So, you know, to just show back up in this, I don't know. Uh, also, special guest appearances by the Wife Beater and um, and uh, Justice Payne. So, 
should be pretty interesting, right? All right, so being said, this is what, um, let's just say, quote-unquote, Nick Gage put out as a press release the other night. Now, anybody who does not know, you need to understand that Brett Lauderdale runs um, Nick Gage's social media. Everybody should know that by now. This is why I'm not Facebook friends with, quote-unquote, Nick Gage, because it's not Nick Gage running his fucking page, and I don't want to be fucking friends with Brett Lauderdale. I don't want Brett Lauderdale to have fucking access to pictures of my children and shit, because I think he's a scumbag, and if I had, you know, a little bit of um, legal freedom, I I, I would do some fucking things to that guy. I mean, I, I don't like that fucking guy one bit. I don't want any connection with that dude. I want him to stay far fucking away from me for his entire life. I mean, that's I have such a deep-seated hatred for that little cocksucker. So anyway, um, this is this is what is posted through Nick Gage's page via Brett Lauderdale. <clears throat> it's Friday night, and I'm pissed the fuck off, so it's time to name the final guy in my tournament. I got a lot of people telling me that NGI, which is Nick Gage Invitational, ain't right unless this dude is in it. Only reason I'm doing this shit for my fans, so I'm going to give them what they want. Matt Tremont, you're in. But I'm going to be real honest. All this shit you won, all these trophies you got, they don't mean shit to me because most of those tournaments are real soft and full of dudes who don't belong in a ring. The NGI is for the big boys. We're taking this ultra-violent shit back old school style. This ain't a tournament, it's a gauntlet. And if you want in... And if you want to win another trophy, you don't just have to win it. you got to survive. Come do this on my level, hate club, MDK style. September 5, Warren, New Jersey, you motherfuckers ready? All question marks. Now, here's my problem. This is like completely down-talking fucking Tremont. First off, if you're going to promote something... You promote every motherfucker in that tournament like the motherfucking, the king of the universe. And this, these are all the baddest motherfuckers in the universe colliding, right? Is that is that not what you do to put yourself over, to put your fucking tournament over? Second off, we're going by kayfabe, right? I mean, we're going by, you know... I'm not saying that anybody really legitimately feels this way, but if we're going to go ahead by kayfabe and just say, all right, uh, you know, fucking Tremont, you know, bullshit tournaments he wins. All right, well, listen, Tremont just won the fucking King of the Death match, beat John Wayne Murdoch in the finals, who was the guy who beat Gage in the semifinals after a 50-minute fucking match. So that wasn't a bullshit tournament that, that he just fucking squashed nobody or, or or whatever the fuck he's saying. That that wasn't one. And then the tournament before that, a couple weeks before that, one tournament of death. Nick Gage went out in the fucking first round in the match with DJ Hyde. And, and fucking um, Connor Claxton, who in the finals lost to fucking Tremont. So, I mean, by, by gimmick, you, you can't fucking say much about that either. You know what I mean? It's fucking ridiculous. It's so fucking ridiculous to down fucking shit talk somebody who's in your fucking tournament. It's such a horrible way to fucking promote. 
it's just garbage. And I know it's a fucking, you know, I know it's a promo, but, and the other thing is, is if, if you're building some shit up like that, the one way to fucking get over, the, the one way to fucking get that shit over that way is for you to fucking meet up with fucking Gage, is for Gage to meet up with Tremont in the fucking tournament, in the finals, and now let's see who the real fucking guy is. Guess what? Newsflash. That fucking match ain't happening anywhere else but fucking CZW. So it's not going to fucking happen. It's not going to get fucking put out there for that tournament. It's not going to fucking happen. So if that's not going to fucking happen, what would the purpose be of shitting on a guy who you're not going to meet and fucking challenge during that fucking tournament? What would be the point of that? It's just fucking garbage. It's absolute fucking garbage. I don't fucking like it. It's a bullshit way to promote stuff. And and for a guy who's been busting his motherfucking ass and earning everything he's ever done in his business, like Matt fucking Fremont, this fucking press release is shit. It pissed me off. So anyway, but everybody out there, all the real motherfuckers know what's up with, with Tremont anyway. So any press release put out there like this, you roll your fucking eyes at, but it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. So I, I'm just not a fan with the way that that shit was put out there. So it is what it is. You know, like I said, I will be a fucking attending and I do agree that carnage cup is absolute garbage, but so, I mean, what else are we talking about? You know, I mean, outside of that, I mean, yeah, he won masters of pain too. And, and masters of pain, I watched the gauge matches from this year and um, he absolutely fucking killed the kid in the first round. He got a second round by because I guess the guy got hurt. And then um, in the finals, fucking amazing fucking match against Mathis. Gage fucking tore it the fuck up. These fucking panes of glass that they had in that match were not like the fucking safety glass stuff in CZW. Now, I'm not shit-talking the CZW glass at all. Um, but you know how that shit breaks like into little rocks and shit. These things were breaking into fucking shards and you could see Nick Cage's back like for fucking a month and a half to two months after that, you could probably still see scars on his back from that fucking match. And that was just like from the first like whip into the corner where he took the first pane of glass that did the majority of what Gage had going on on his back. So that, that was just like fucked up planning right there altogether. You could hear the glass. You know, it makes like that clink, 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 like that kind of noise when it's the wrong kind of glass. You can hear that shit audibly through the fucking mics the whole match while they're kicking around these piles of glass. Like, that shit did not, you know, it, it wasn't the same type of fucking glass. Um, it was thinner, and it it definitely, it did a lot more fucking slicing than, than your general pane of glass does. Uh, your you know, quote-unquote wrestling painted glass does. Um, so it was crazy fucked-up shit that he was involved in, right, you know, first first uh, deathmatch tournament out of prison. He was into this fucking shit that, was, I don't know, I would consider it unsafe glass. I mean, you know, that's a silly statement anyway, unsafe glass. I don't think any glass is safe. But um, tore him the fuck up, you know, first thing out. Not like he couldn't take it. Of course he could. I mean, look at him fucking beast but um jesus fucking christ man that that's some fucking crazy shit that they were doing there and the match was just nuts you gotta go out if you see anything you know having to do with that tournament 
from the looks of it, the tournament isn't worth shit. But I'll tell you, the fucking the finals alone is worth the fucking the cost of it. You know, obviously you can't attend it. It already happened, but uh, you know, get the DVD or if you can get like the on demand or whatever from Smartmark. Um, you know, it, it's worth the fucking finals of uh, Nick Gage versus Ron Mathis. Fucking crazy ass match. Holy shit. Um, anyway, um, yeah, you know, let let me take one more break. I'll come back and I'll do the CZW show and, uh, you know, take it on after that. Let me see. What the fuck? Um, hmm, why do I go with this? Go with the macho joint. <laughs> Nigga Tara just walked in with, <coughs> with the pot. The pot. Pre-sales with all that. <laughs> <laughs> This shit too Madness, bro, swinging, coming down with a bad bitch, no passes. You don't want to get on my blacklist, these asses. Think it's a game, I think not. Sleeping, catch a flying axe, handle from the top. Forever great, man, the rain don't stop. Hustle butt, master the elbow drop. Who wants sign this more than enough pot? More than enough spots, more than enough cops. King, scepter throne, get extra dome. All I need is a queen sherry and a hefty cone. Dig it? Put on a clinic, it's all authentic. The whip's a tenant. It's my house, you just a tenant. Nigga, and at the winner, we break rules. Either you gon' pay in pain or pay dues. They come to play and they lose. Savage, no one else is a bull. Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Nothing but garbage, Gaina. And I'm talking inevitable. And I'm talking you can't hold that belt with me climbing through the ropes. Yeah. Because things are just popping right now. Things are starting to cultivate. Things are starting to grow. I, I, things are getting real colorful. Look at that roll. Just like the silver cloud rolls Royce. Elizabeth is icing the champagne right now because the time is getting near. And the Gaina must face the mess of the Yeah, um, yo, my fucking, the other thing I was going to say, the peppers I'm growing are off the fucking chain, man. I ate my first purple naga tonight. It was banging. Um, I got so many peppers popping off out front. Shit is crazy. Um, most of the shit ain't ready yet, but by fucking early August, I'm just going to have continual fucking ripe, crazy hot motherfucking peppers. All sorts of varieties, like 20, 30 fucking varieties popping off out there right now. And just, just ripening and getting bigger and shit. This shit is crazy. So my my August barbecue is going to be crazy fucking pepper action going on in that motherfucker, man. This shit is going to be hot. So um, that's that. I, I was just really excited about that. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, let's uh, get into this. Here. Shaking your bones are breaking. Yeah, yeah. Life tonight, she's lighting this crowd. We're gonna battle of this side. Ring fear, ring the war. Ring the law. the law. Once again, fear for war. She's the W. We're not for <laughs> not to live, to die, to live in the fire. 
All right, so let's get into this fucking CZW show. Um, CZW presents New Heights for no reason, because I believe New Heights started out as a show with, uh, like, fucking scaffold matches and shit. No? I, I don't know. That's what I thought. Anyway, um, we start off for another show with um, Milk Chocolate doing a live performance. I might also give DJ Hyde and the CZW crew credit. Um, not that they have a choice with the shit that they have coming up, but credit for actually running a doubleheader and getting to the fucking CZW show on time. I was amazed by the fact that they actually started on time. But again, with what they have coming up, he has no fucking choice but to get his fucking shit together. Um, but he, he, he won't. Believe me, he fucking won't, because uh, I'll get into the whole pay-per-view thing later. But anyway, um, so another show, he starts off with the fucking milk chocolate segment. Um, Milk chocolate comes out, and they start singing and all this. DJ Hyde's music hits. He comes out looking like a fucking Pokemon with the fucking... Undertaker, fucking AJ Styles, fucking robe, fucking vest joint, where he's got spikes on top of his fucking leather fucking robe vest, and, you know, the the shit comes down over his eyes, so when his, his crazy eyes start wandering and looking at the rafters for no reason, you can't see that shit, so I guess that, that's a plus, but this motherfucker comes out looking goddamn ridiculous, looking like a like a knockoff fucking Koopa kid and shit. Um, this motherfucker look retarded. Uh, man, uh, fucking reptar and shit. Uh, fucking guy. He comes walking out. And again, big fucking super surprise. What are these guys doing in my ring? Asshole, you booked the fucking thing. You can't do that. You can't. As an owner, you can't walk out to the fucking ring and look surprised at motherfuckers who are there. You can't do it. This shit doesn't work. Shit works for anybody else in the company to walk out and go, what the fuck is this shit? Who the fuck did y'all bring in this time? The fucking owner can't do that. You look dumb. You look fucking handicapped. Coming out there and looking at the motherfuckers you clearly booked. Unless security is running in the fucking ring and dragging them out of the fucking building because you didn't fucking book them. For your music to come out, and you to walk out like, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, I don't know. The same shit that happened the last fucking time you booked him, and you came out looking confused and stupid? So then you come out, and you fucking squash him, because that's your big face move. It's to squash the fucking singing gimmick that you booked, but you don't know that you booked, and you just look confused about it. Real fucking, real ridiculous. Now... I, I'm a fan of this fucking, um, this Mel Chalker thing. The two of them could fucking work, number one. The, and, and you really haven't given them a chance to do that shit. Um, the, I mean, you've had countless people squash them, you know, like two-on-one type shit. And now, like, their gimmick is coming in, starting their thing, and then having you come out and go, how the fuck did you guys get here? Like, get out of here. You look stupid. So this is DJ's new fucking push as a face is, for him to book people and then come out and act confused that he booked them and then squash them. So that that's his gimmick in a fucking Cooper Cooper kid fucking outfit. Um so that that was that dumb shit there. Um followed 
followed by um, Shane Strickland uh, beating David Starr. And um, this was good, man. I like this match. Um, I, you know, I've read a bunch of different shit and, and things, and people, a lot of people didn't like it. But I like this match. It was fast-paced, fucking crazy all over the place. Uh, I didn't like the bot where fucking... Uh, you know, Star goes to kick Strickland, and then he kicks a uh, quote-unquote fan that, you know, fucking works there. Like, the dude's not, he's not just a fan. He's a plant, man. Like, you could see him there every fucking month with, like, a, a scene to do with security shirt on and shit. You know what I mean? Like, you guys, you got to get your shit together with that. Like, it's it's ridiculous. You, I, I don't know. Dude, I I just don't like my in, intelligence insulted. I don't I don't like to be like, oh my god, it was a fan, and then like David Starr is posting the fucking next day, like, look at me kicking fans, like that. That's how it would happen. That's how it would go down if, if you fucking accidentally kicked a fan, as you would be posting on Facebook, like, look how cool this is. Like, get the fuck out of here. I I have had it with this fucking insulting my intelligence. And just pretending like we're all supposed to be fucking just drooling on the floor while you fucking figure out what I'm gonna believe and shit. It's just fucking stupid. And I guess maybe that that um that says something about the new CZW crowd that that does buy into this bullshit. That that does feed into this nonsense. It's fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. Um, that's why. Following segue. Um, little little side note, I should say. Um, I am making very, very soon, I am getting the design done within the next week. And then after I get the design done, I'm sending out for my Yakuza Kick brand, I'm a John Zandig guy, t-shirts. Uh, that that will be wave one of my new t-shirts. I, I'm going to have those. It's going to say I'm a John Zandig guy on it, big letters like the Paul Heyman shirt. And in the little letters underneath, Yakuza Kick Radio, so you know where the fuck it came from. And um, so I'm going to be selling those shits. Shit's going to be 15 bucks a piece. So you fucking quality shit, man. You're going to love it. Uh, and I got some other ideas after that. So, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relaunch the logo shirt somewhere down the road. Might not be immediately following this shirt because I have another idea. But um, well, we'll get to that when we get to that. You know, um, like I said, cross this bridge first. Let's get these shirts out here and get motherfuckers rocking on my John Zandig guy shirts. Two CZW shows, even better. Um, next up, we had Devin Moore and Lucky beating Jonathan Gresham and Bucks Belmar. This is just a classic example of we don't know what the fuck to do with these guys. I, I just, it really is. Because you go from, you got, all sorts of feuding going on with fucking OI4K and Nation of Intoxication as recent as last month. And then it's just like, all right, well, now we got Jonathan Gresham teaming with Bucks Belmar. And just, all right. So, I mean, it was all right for what it was. It just didn't make no fucking sense. Alright, so then the next match, which was supposed to be Rich Swan versus Joey Janela, you have Pepper Parks come out and uh, make it a three-way. 
Now, one of the things that I found fucking hilarious, I was laughing at it again earlier, was, um, and I, you know, I fuck with Rich Swan, man. I, I love Rich Swan. He's one of the most entertaining guys in the fucking wrestling business, in my opinion. But this fucking dude look homeless as shit, man. Like, first off, his hair is all fucked up. I don't know. I think he might be starting to dreadlock some shit. Or, or I don't know. I don't know what else. I mean, he got some shit going on there. Uh, it, it could be heading towards a dreadlock. I don't really know what he's doing. Um, but he looked, he just looked so homeless, so homeless. He came out and he started doing these little dances and shit. Cause you know, Swanee's always dancing and shit. He's walking around singing a song, fucking 1983 and, and fucking dancing. I have seen so many homeless people to look just like that shit. Just like that shit. I mean, if he came out with like a, like a tin can and shit, put it on the floor in front of him and start doing a little, <laughs> doing a little dances to the 1983 joint. Come on, man. Shit look crazy as hell. I mean, full beard, the fucking hair is looking fucked up. I mean, he, he just looks, <laughs> shit is crazy. He looks like, like one of the motherfuckers that's hitting the, hitting the prime of their buzz in the middle of the day in front of the liquor store. Like <laughs> someone just got him a nip and, and the motherfucker's dancing his shit off to the, some all night long 1983 joint, but shit was shit look hilarious to me. But um, like him and home with his gym, you get it like a like a fucking tag team going. Shit would be crazy. Um, but hey man, like and th- this match was good. I like this match. Um, you know, I I didn't need Pepper Parks in this shit. I just like Pepper Parks gimmick annoys the shit out of me because it's so fucking generic. It's ridiculous. Like. The majority of any wrestling company can have, like, a, I go to the gym and drink protein shakes gimmick because that's what the fuck everyone does. It's it's just not it, – there's no substance to it. So it is what it is. You know, he's a heel. He works as a heel. It's You know, that's all fine and good. Um, you know, it, it was good, though. I liked it. Uh, you know, Swan and uh, Janela had some shit going on, and they would keep trying to, like, get rid of Pepper Park so they could have their match and – you know, everybody, I think, got their shit in. Pepper Parks got the win. Once he was interjected in it, um, you know, and put into the match, I just felt like he had to win it. It doesn't do a ton for Janela to win it. Swan's not there every month. And, um, you know, just to continue his heel character, I thought Pepper Parks had to win it. Especially, you know, he's aligned with the world champion. He's got to get some kind of wins. I mean, to just be a you know, bum-ass dude running around catching losses and shit and hanging around with the world champ. It's, it doesn't give him as much of, like, a, a strength and, oh, shit, this guy's helping the champ if all he does is lose fucking matches. Um, you know, getting himself put into a match that he wasn't in before and then going out and winning it, you know, that, to me, looks looks a lot better overall, all right? Um, so there's that. Um, this, this next shit here, man... Hey, man, this one team, I like all three of these people. I fuck with Niles and and Chrissy and Greg. I like these people as people. This bullshit here, man, this isn't fucking October. There's no fucking Batman movie that just came out this fucking weekend. These guys are fucking faces. And the three of them just decide to dress up like fucking Batman characters and come out to the fucking ring. Batman villains. Three faces dressed up as Batman villains 
come out to wrestle the fucking front. What kind of shit is this, man? When the fuck did this turn into fucking Shakara or a fucking Comic-Con show where we all do some fucking cosplay and come out and now we're going to be the Joker today? When the, when the fuck did that happen? When did we go from, like, you know, take me seriously, I'm a world champion, to, like, hey, look at me, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the fucking Joker today. I, I'm the fucking Joker in July for no goddamn reason. I got no story arc. I got no nothing. I don't like the fucking front. We don't like these motherfuckers. Grudge match, fucking three on three. Hey, guess what? I'm the fucking Joker. What the fuck? What? I just looked at the, like, what the, what? I mean, during this match, Niles pulled off, um, like, a real nice fucking power slam. Good-looking fucking power slam. He pulled off a, a good-looking fucking tumbleweed off the top rope and shit. I'm like, look at this motherfucker, man. He's getting some, you know, getting some shit in, looking pretty fucking crisp. But then, then you look back at, like, why the fuck are these motherfuckers dressed like this? What's what's going on? What's going on in life? Listen, let's not even talk about wrestling right now. What's, what's going on in life that you're just like, I mean, I know because I've been seeing some people post about how good the Batman game on, on PlayStation or Xbox or whatever is. I mean, y'all really, is, is that what's going on? Where where the video game is is doing this? I mean, it, come on, man. The news keep trying to put over the video games, make motherfuckers come out there and do shit. I mean, if you show up at your job dressed like these motherfuckers because of the video game, man, you're not doing any. You're not helping. <laughs> this shit is fucking crazy. Cut it out, goddammit. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of cut it out, fuck Alexander James and the fucking the, the other motherfuckers and the dude making chicken. Come out there and, and they, they just fucking talk. These motherfuckers just talk. He needs to get a new motherfucking job. He needs to go somewhere else and do some new shit because this is this is some bullshit right here. I've had enough of this, man. I don't know where this is going. I don't know if we're gonna turn some kind of corner and all of a sudden he's gonna we're gonna blink and he's gonna be the fucking world champion. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. The, the, the fucking the the security guard, the, the black shield, they've been fucking trainees at a school for like three years. Mr. Topeka's been in the fucking company for like seven years or some dumb shit like this. Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here with this. Come on, stop it. You know? And then, alright. <laughs> so then here we go with this. Fucking speedball or as I like to call him, cornball Mike Bailey. Because his personality is, come on, man, this is not, this isn't working out. This, this personality thing. So this is, this is what I'm saying too. Like a lot of this shit, the difference between a lot of companies. Like sometimes some people will say, oh, you know, CCW is trying to be beyond. Uh, they're trying to be this company. They're trying to be that. Of course, their little turnbuckles say like nothing else. But eh, stop it. That that shit isn't like nothing else. But Beyond is smart enough to put Mike Bailey in a fucking mask. CCW hands him the fucking mic. 
You see the difference here? You see the difference in, in, in who knows the fucking strengths and uh, weaknesses and how to handle those things? This shit is not, that's not the way to fucking go about things. The dude's personality is not like what what a face in CZW would be. It's it's kind of what like an old school heel in CZW would be. Like if the dude was just like corny and got on the mic back in old CZW and was like, I win matches because that's that's what I'm here to do and that's just what I do. Motherfuckers in the crowd be like, kill this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like feeling that people would generally have, and now this is just like, whoa, we love him because he kicks people. Um, a lot of Bailey's matches have really gotten to the gotten like a stale point with me. Um, so I'm not I'm not like, you know, marking out over everything Bailey does. I mean, I like a lot of shit that he does, and he he does some crazy shit in there, but a lot of it's very very repetitive. Um, and it's funny, I, I saw this whole thing where uh, Luke Hawks was shooting on him. And, you know, Luke wants to downgrade it and say, no, no, I wasn't shooting on him or this and that. But, you know, he posted pictures of him making this bitch please face while Bailey's got him in a headlock. So, you know, yeah, he didn't, you know, go all out and rip the guy apart. But, I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> uh, that was that, and he's more or less saying the dude doesn't know how to put on a headlock, and he might do a lot of crazy shit in the ring, and he's got talented martial arts and all this, but uh, the dude doesn't know how to put a headlock on. And it was like three, four hundred people fucking like this shit. So um, it was crazy, but anyway. Um, and, and the other thing about Bailey, too, is like one of the first things I saw when I saw Bailey in Best of the Best, and it was um, Andrew Everett and A.R. Fox and Bailey, I think. I think that was the three-way in the Best of the Best, uh, the one Drake won. And the one thing I said is, man, this little motherfucker's got some shit, but he needs some kind of like bulk or something because his offense just doesn't come off as, as that believable. Now, when he does those, like, standstill kicks and shit, man, he kicks hard as fuck. That, I mean, there's no question about it. This dude's a legitimate martial artist. When a dude does that standstill kick shit, shit, he kicks hard as fuck. When he does that running back and forth kick thing, I don't buy it, man. I just don't buy it. I, I don't know, man. I, I tend to think if someone did that running kick shit on me, you could fucking run towards them and knock them over. I mean, they're, they're doing that dancing back and forth kick. The shit, I mean, the shit works in the movies, but I, I, I don't know about all that. I think, you know, one of his fucking kicks that I'm sure he could place fucking well and knock you the fuck out. But that whole, like, dancing back and forth thing that he has to work into every single fucking match, I, I don't buy that move. I, I don't like it. You know, but I mean, that's just me. I mean, it's just my, you know, preference and shit that I see. But like I was saying about the body, the dude's got a dad bod. Yeah, I mean, he's in there with a dad bod, Mike Bailey, and uh, with no fucking shoes on. (laughs) You caught him in the fucking living room while he's on the couch watching some shit. His fucking shoes off. But. I, I don't know, man. But anyway, so this is actually one of the matches that, you know, really stand out as fucking great, you know, with Bailey doing the shit, you know, with a guy like A.R. Fox. Now let's talk about his fucking gear. This fucking guy, he comes out with his wife because I guess now that he's married, he his wife comes out with him. I, I guess that's what happens. 
So he comes out with his wife. Now, him and his wife got the fur vest on, which has never been a good look. Let's just put that shit out there. That shit has never been a good look. But anyway, fucking guy comes out there with some motherfucking lime green fucking Walmart and one shorts. Man, I know where you got the motherfuckers. I got orange ones, man. They cost like $12 or $14 or some shit like this. Uh, maybe $7. I forget how much they cost, but I got an orange pair of the M1s from fucking Walmart. And, um, you know, this dude wore this shit like ring entrance gear. I understand Jonathan Gresham coming out to the ring with motherfucking uh, the octopus mask and the fucking coat on. I don't understand DJ High dressed like a goddamn Koopa, Koopa Troopa, but fucking I understand, you know, wearing some shit to the ring. I don't understand why the fuck the Walmart shorts got to be part of your fucking entrance. Like, what what kind of flash does that add to your shit? You got a brown fur fucking vest on, and you got some lime green fucking N1 $14 shorts on, on top of some fucking, like, like whoa dude tie-dye fucking spandex and shit, which my girl said might be from the women's a fucking Walmart. She might have seen them same joints in the women's aisle in fucking Walmart. So we got a lot of shit going on here with AR Fox's entrance, man. So anyway, and like I said to Bailey's got a cornball fucking uh, personality. He his his he's got he's got no charisma. He's got none of that shit going on for him. Can he do some cool shit in the ring? Absolutely. But if you're going to put A.R. Fox in the fucking ring with him that hasn't been here for a while, I'm fucking, I'm pulling for Fox, man, because Fox is a dude that's been a face in CZW a lot fucking longer than, than um, Bailey did. Fox coming in and attacking fucking Bailey, that ain't getting him over as a heel to me. Not at all. I'm looking at Fox as the fucking face. I don't give a fuck if he said some shit to Bailey or jumped him after a match. I don't give a fuck. The way I see it, fucking Bailey should be a heel. The way his personality is and shit. I mean, all day long. All day long. CCW's always had badasses as faces and cornballs as heels. That That's generally been been what it was. Like the goody-goody fucking Nick Burke soft-core connection. That wasn't a face gimmick. That was a heel, and it had its comedy, you know, side to it. But, you know, coming in and, hey, cut this hardcore shit out. That was the cornball heel, you know, and even like Drew Gulak's fucking, you know, when he was doing the thing with the, uh, you know, for a better combat zone that had that cornball heel, like, no, no, like, a, you know, right to censor type of thing where you had the bad motherfuckers come in and try to tear shit up and they're like, no, no, settle down. This is not the way wrestling works. You know, that's, that's what it is. And when you hear Bailey on the fucking mic, there's nothing about it that says badass. I'm not saying the motherfucker can't fight or no shit. I mean, look at him. He's a fucking martial artist. But I'm just saying the shit doesn't come across to me like, yo, that's a fucking face to me. But, again, I mean, it's, it's this new fucking whack-ass CZW crowd. It's on some shit. But, um, so anyway, the match is crazy, you know. Fucking spot fest all over the fucking place. Type of shit that, you know, I want to see Mike Bailey involved in. While a lot of Mike Bailey matches to, at this point are just fucking stale to me because it's just going through the motions of all the same fucking moves, 
this and that, no personality, no charisma, no none of that shit. And it just it just is what it is. It just kind of begins and ends, and all the same shit happens in the middle. But Fox match, this this was some bigger shit. I really like this match. You know, despite everything I had to say about everything. But um, uh, next match was Tim Dunn defeating Joe Gacy to become the new CW Wire champion. Now, this, I mean, I, I could have just been a complete victim of just hearing the overhype of Tim Dons for too long. I had heard for so, so long how absolutely perfect he was for CZW, how great he was, how this, how that. And I really didn't have a lot of knowledge of Tim Dons. Um, I was obviously pulling for him, you know, during the whole, you know, cancer thing that he went through. And that's fucking great that he was able to get back into the ring. Um, But, you know, it's been fucking honestly um, well over a year since I started hearing how bad he should be in CZW. Cage of Death, they did the teaser where he was standing there and he was going to, you know, fucking, he was going to start shaking shit up. That was fucking seven months ago. So I don't know if it's all those things that just led me to be completely underwhelmed by this match, but I was. I, I just wasn't blown away by it. It was all right. I don't know. It just it didn't do a lot for me. Um, and maybe it didn't help him that it was following, you know, such a fucking crazy match in, uh, you know, Speedball and fucking Fox flying all over the place, and then you get, you know, that next. So I don't know. Maybe it was that. Now... Here goes the next match. Match Remont versus Black Jesus for the title. Now, now here is my big, biggest fucking problem. CZW has no fucking identity anymore. CZW doesn't have a lot of story base. CZW doesn't have a lot of actual personality to their company. They got a lot of guys that work a lot of places, and, you know, a lot of this shit can just be copy and pasted. I mean, again, you could take that Bailey Fox match, you can copy and paste that shit into Beyond or fucking PWG or any of that shit, and the same thing could go for the uh, the Strickland-David Starr match. You could just copy and paste that shit into Beyond. You wouldn't know that it was a CZW match. You wouldn't know that anything. There was no real... There was a little bit of a story. He was gone for a while, came back, fucked with him. Okay, now we got a match. And then the match happens, and then we move on. You know, uh, JT Dunn came in the end of the match, said juice a bunch of times, which a lot of people said sound like Jews, which is pretty funny. But, um, you know, I mean, you could just – I mean, they've already done the David Starr. First fucking um, – first uh, JT Dunn thing in Beyond and a bunch of other places. So – they're slow building to something that's already blowing up all over the fucking other other joints. So, like nothing else, again, stop it. You know what I mean? You motherfuckers, you want to do something original, do something fucking original. Commit to that shit. Put fucking effort and build and fucking story and some kind of passion behind some shit that you fucking built up. So, that that's number fucking one. Number two, why don't you treat your fucking talent like they mean something? Let me explain something to you. When I went to King of the Fucking Death match, do you know when Matt Tremont was fucking announced? They announced him as fucking fresh off of winning Tournament of Death, 
former Carnage Cup winner, former Masters of Pain winner, Matt Tremont. Do you know that CZW just ran motherfucking Tournament of Death? Just fucking ran Tournament of Death. The month prior, Matt Tremont wins the fucking Tournament of Death. How do they fucking announce him fucking July in CZW for the fucking world title? Hailing from fucking such and such, weighing in at such and such. Hey, look at Matt Tremont. That's all the fuck you got to say? You guys can't even fucking get on the mic to introduce the motherfucker as the Tournament of Death champion? Ian Rotten was a big enough fucking dude to put the other company's accomplishments over as accomplishments to make motherfuckers look bigger while standing in his company, because that's a smart fucking move to do. Even if you don't want to put over the fact that he just won fucking King of the Death for the second time in a row, right after he won fucking Tournament of Death for the first time, even if you don't want to put all that shit over while he's standing across from your fucking champion, at least put over that he won your fucking tournament last month, you motherfuckers. That's some shit that's just fucking inexcusable. You motherfuckers want to be on pay-per-view. You want to be taken seriously. You want to make all these changes and go, we want to be looked at like a business. We want, you're running company that you don't even acknowledge on the fucking mic. You're ringing, your fucking commentators got to start talking about that shit 10 minutes after you announce the motherfucker in the ring. You people are fucking pathetic. Absolutely fucking pathetic. And on top of that, your fucking champion standing there, again, your commentators got to mention Fucking former best of the best winner, multi-time fucking light heavyweight champion, multi-time tag team champion, your reigning defending fucking world champion. You just go fucking, hey, he's got the fucking belt from Philly. He's black, jeez, ring the fucking bell. This is all you motherfuckers, this is all you do. You want to put yourself out there on a higher fucking level. You want to be on pay-per-view. You want to reach motherfuckers that never seen your shit before, and you don't tell nobody shit. You don't tell nobody shit. You just go, they, yeah, they, they know. It's cool. I just bought a new leather vest and shit. It, it's cool. It covers my eyes. It got spikes on it. That's what the fuck you're worried about. You're not worried about your fucking company looking good. You're not worried about your talent looking good. They look better in every fucking other company they work in but CZW. And that's because of you, motherfuckers. That's because of the effort that you don't put into your fucking company. You don't give a fuck about it. And you just pretend. You just fucking pretend. Ride off a of fucking... Those three fucking letters that somebody else built, fucking passion, reputation, aura, and attitude that you never fucking lived up to. And it's because of that shit. It's because of dumb fucking shit like that that you do without a second fucking thought. Hailing from Atlantic City, weighing in the 235 pounds, right? Bulldozer Matt Tremont, all right? Fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, don't mention it. Fuck it. I mean, he, he just, you know, I mean, he, he, no big deal, right? Tournament of death, no big deal. It just happened last month. Fuck it. So, anyway, um, match happened. Um, I thought it was a good match. I liked the other match that they had a little better. I thought it, it came together a little bit better. A um, couple botches in the match. I mean, the botches didn't really, it didn't really drive me nuts. Um, the one, man, fuck. Um Jeez did like a springboard over to the outside, and I guess Tremont was supposed to catch him like a Samoan drop type shit. And Jeez just took a bump on Tremont's big ass back, fell on the fucking floor. That shit looked like it hurt, man. Fucking, but 
but no, nah, I mean the match the match went well. It's just like I said, I mean they came off another match that I thought just went really really well, and um, you know it just wasn't as good as that. Um, the the finish was eh, it was all right, you know having Pepper Parks come and put Matt Dream on through a table and shit. You know, I, I mean, again, not that you guys remember, but tournament of death. So I don't know if getting put through a fucking table the month after going through fucking three rounds of ultra violence is supposed to put the guy out. But you know, hey, whatever. You know, it is what it is. And uh, they're talking about Pepper Parks versus Tremont next month, which honestly nobody gives a motherfucker about. But do what you guys got to do. You know, maybe mention he won a tournament two months ago. Fuck. Um. So yeah, that that's that. Um, fucking, um, uh, next up was, uh, Nick Gage versus Drew Gulak. Um, this, this was all right. It was better than the last match they had. Um, Gage gets the win. And, um, afterwards they, they run, Rory comes back and <laughs> it's funny. He's got a mask on and he comes in the ring and the, the crowd is immediately chanting, fuck you, Rory which is just not a good way to, you know, when you, you supposedly retired, you come back in a mask and they're immediately chanting, fuck you, Rory. <laughs> not a triumphant return. And uh, obviously not too secretive. <laughs> Fucking Drew had to go like, you know, <laughs> because they're screaming, fuck you, Rory, at him. And he's walking around in the mask like he's still, he's still hiding. But um, so, um, it, you know, it's interesting because I'd like to see what happens next. I personally hope they bring Justice Payne back. He was there to support Gage, you know, uh, two months ago. So I, I hope they bring him back. And it's you know, uh, you know, brothers versus brothers and shit. That that'd be pretty fucking cool. Um, uh, you know, let let's see what happens. Um, I'm kind of surprised to see Rory come back, especially after the big, uh, you know, send off with Mondo and Mondo saying, okay, if you're really done, then I'll come in here and I'll do this for you. And, you know, doing the whole thing. And, and I I think it's going to be hard to keep him out of, uh, it's not like, Hey, well, he came back only to wrestle this time and no death matches. Well, I mean, come back and fucking with Nick Gage. I don't know if that's going to keep you away from that scene altogether. So. I don't know. It's just overall kind of surprising. I mean, he's, you know, super young. So it was one of those, you know, retirements that was like, well, that's kind of shocking, but Hey shit, not everybody wants to do this forever, you know? And, um, I don't know. I did. I was just kind of like, uh, taken back a little bit by the whole situation. Like, yeah, that's, that's weird that he would come back, you know? And, um, thing that I'm having a problem with too, with Gage though, like th- this wasn't a bad match. It was fine and everything, but, you understand that Gage has put on some fucking amazing fucking performances everywhere but CZW thus far. Like he had a fucking standout performance in um, fucking uh, uh, Masters of Pain, where he went in there, he squashed the fuck out of the you know the dude in the first round, you know, really established his dominance. In the fucking finals, he went into fucking war with Ron Mathis and had a fucking classic death match. Um, he had some great fucking matches with, with Chris Dickinson outside of CZW. Um, the one in Beyond, I, I liked a lot better than the one in um, JCW. Um, I guess they got to have a rubber match somewhere. Um, 
you know, I, I mean, I've heard, uh, you know, some other shit that he's done. Um, but also beyond that, the, the fucking deathmatch tournament he just had in fucking uh, King of the Death, you know, 50-minute deathmatch, a 50-minute deathmatch he had with John Wayne Murdoch. You know what I mean? Like, to do that type of shit, and to do, you know, the Dickinson match and, the, you know, the the Ron Mathis match and all this. And he is tearing it up all over the fucking place. CDW hasn't booked him to do a fucking thing as far as, you know, putting their stamp on shit. And Nick Gage is back home and giving us, they're doing a slow build to the fucking Gulak, you know, payoff. They're still, like, drawing that out. It's an extremely slow and dull and, like, they were... Every fucking month they had Tremont, Tremont, fucking screaming Gage, screaming Gage, having a music hit, teasing, da, 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 da. Have him come in and just go, ah, yeah, we'll wait on that. And fucking, that's going to happen, who knows? Uh, maybe Cage of Death? I, I don't know. But either way you look at it, like, you guys are really taking your time on pulling the trigger on booking fucking Gage and big shit. I mean, how many matches could you have just put fucking Gage in to let him tear it the fuck up? Just, I mean, you don't know what the fuck to do with anybody any fucking more. Put him in there with fucking Fox. Put him in there with fucking Bailey. Put him in there with fucking any one of these motherfuckers that you know is just going to have some crazy, haven't seen it anywhere before, tear down fucking match. Or, I mean, or have him and Drew keep putting on average matches and shit. Because, I mean, it's good for what it is, but when he's fucking outperforming those matches elsewhere, then I don't I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, you're not trying to put your stamp on anything. But, again, pay-per-view, yeah, we're all fucking ready. I mean, I, I can't tell. I just, I can't tell. Um, And then the, 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 the last match was, you know, Team Tremendous versus OI4K versus the Beaver Boys versus the Young Bucks. And uh, Team Tremendous got the win. Team Tremendous is an awesome tag team. They got a great gimmick going. They could do a lot with their fucking gimmick. You know, those little vignettes they were doing when they were feuding with the Beaver Boys. And, um, you know, I, they they were doing really, really good, really entertaining shit. And that's the type of team that they could do something with. Um, you know, to put some kind of fucking identity. But if you look at this card from top to fucking bottom, where is the identity of the company? Where are the storylines? Where's the draw? Where's the element of surprise? Where's the, you know what I mean? You don't have to have somebody come running through the fucking crowd. And you had, you you had Rory come back and shit like that. And still, this, this company just feels fucking hollow. Real fucking hollow, man. There There's nothing that, that gives you that, you know, um, suspension of disbelief. Uh, what's going to happen next? Um, anticipation. I, I just don't feel that with CZW anymore. At all. The shit looks ridiculous. So, I, I don't know, but anyway, here here we go. Here, here goes the next fucking topic. CZW signs a fucking pay-per-view deal. CZW signed a two-show pay-per-view deal, which will take place on the, um, I believe, October 
and December shows, which will be Tangled Web and Cage of Death. These shows will take place in the Armory, in the Philadelphia National Guard Armory, in on fucking Sunday nights. Sunday fucking nights, guys. You must think nobody, nobody in your fucking audience works Sunday fucking nights. Motherfuckers are supposed to drive out to Philly and fucking when the show's over, fucking drive fucking hour, two hours, however many hours back the fuck home. Sunday fucking nights. Fucking ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You want to kill a cage of death crowd? Fucking Sunday nights would be a great way to do it. How, how can we get Cage of Death always draws? How can we make it not? Sunday nights, that sounds good. All right. Pay-per-view, man. Pay-per-view, it's 2005. Nobody gives a fuck about pay-per-view anymore. I'll tell you that straight up and down. Nobody. You have iPay-per-view. You have the technology with an iPay-per-view to just put the shit on your TV. You just, I have, I'm stupid as fuck with computers. And I have a wire. And I'll tell you how stupid I am with computers. I have a fucking smart TV. And I still have a wire running from my motherfucking computer to my TV. I don't need that fucking wire. I just need to know how to do it the other way. And I wouldn't even need the fucking wire. But I didn't do that shit. So anyway, I got the fucking wire hooked to my TV. And if I hit the input button on my TV and I go down to input 4, that's my fucking computer. Whatever I play on my computer comes through my TV. Simple as fucking that. So if I order an iPay-per-view, it's on my TV. I had somebody on the fucking uh, one page, one discussion, Facebook, whatever the fuck you want to call it, tell me, oh, well, some people don't want a jury rig. And you know damn well he was looking for another word that he didn't want to use on Facebook. But he, he said, uh, not everybody wants to jury rig it in order to fucking uh, make make the iPay-per-view go on their TV. Oh, really? Because you'd rather pay fucking $40, $50 for it to just be under your Comcast shit right there? I, I, don't, I don't understand that quite as much. Um, so, you know it's going to be more. Maven says some shit like they're they're trying to make it uh, reasonably priced or whatever. I don't give a fuck, man. If iPay-Per-View costs $15 and it's $30, you're already doubling your fucking price. And I'm not seeing any different product on the fucking TV. I'm still seeing a product that doesn't know to announce that the fucking guy won a tournament last month in their company. That's what the fuck I'm watching. I'm watching a product where the motherfucking owner dresses up like a fucking Koopa Troopa, fucking walks out there. And fucking beats people up because he booked them. I, you know what I mean? I, I'm watching some bullshit where motherfuckers might just decide it's Halloween today and they're just going to dress up however the fuck they want because they're they're a big fan of that. I, you know what I mean? Fuck all this pay-per-view nonsense, man. And not only that, let me, let me fucking drop another little fucking piece of knowledge on you. You want to... You wanna, try to avoid fucking people stealing your shit. There's not a lot of ways that people can pirate a live eye pay-per-view. At least none, not, not a lot that I know of. You know what I mean? Like I, 
um, there's obviously torrent sites and that type of stuff online. And, you know, I mean, it, it's no secret to anybody. You can find torrent sites online. But you're not going to be able to see that torrent, you know, that, that wrestling show until after it's done, maybe a couple days later or some shit. As far as a live show goes, pay for it, right? I mean, if you're going to watch that shit live, you're going to have to go to the fucking CVWIPayPerView.com, fucking high spot, whatever the fuck they do, and stream CZW. That's that's the new one, um, which is what I did on fucking Saturday. That's where you're going to have to go to watch it live, or you'll have to fucking wait. If you want to fucking steal it, you're going to have to wait and find somewhere to steal it a couple days later. Right? On fucking actual pay per view, you can go on any one of them fucking sites, any one of them fucking sites that people steal fucking boxing matches, UFC matches, NFL games, fucking WWE pay per views, fucking uh, any fucking thing that goes on actual pay per view. There's a thousand fucking sites that steal online streaming. Yeah, I mean, you're not doing yourself any fucking favors. You're going to charge more and give motherfuckers who are willing to steal your shit more fucking access? That shit doesn't make any sense. That just doesn't make any sense at all. It's 2015. Actual pay-per-view doesn't make a motherfucking piece of sense. There's no fucking sense. So, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's just some shit that... You know, somebody had a fucking bucket list, and they're just like, one day I'm going to be on real pay-per-view. And it's like, dude, iPay-per-view has surpassed that shit. Whether it means more to you to be on real pay-per-view or not, iPay-per-view reaches more fucking people. It just does. Everybody's got a fucking computer. Do whatever you got to do. Invest in whatever you got to do. You know, up the quality, up the fucking streaming, up the whatever the fuck. Do whatever you got to do to, you know, secure it and make it, you know, more reliable and, and uh, you know, higher quality and whatever you got to do. Uh, maybe, you know, teach your announcers to make your shit sound. But, but there's a million more things you need to be doing working on your fucking company than worrying about putting it out the same way that you're putting it out now but for more money and on a different button on my TV. So instead of using my one remote and going to input four, now you think I'm going to fucking go to fucking, uh, you know, the guide thing and then scroll down and pay twice the fucking amount of money. I mean, it, 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 that's that's the way that you're going to do it. I'm not paying double the amount of money for the same fucking product that is not fucking delivery. I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. Not doing it. I mean, you're going to have to fucking lose lose money on this type of shit. Because this is the you know the type of product and the type of effort you're putting out for your product, man. I'm not I'm not paying more for it. I you know it, it's one of these things that like if you price yourself out of your fucking market, people stop fucking watching, man. Like I got I got enough motherfuckers that that do purchase your fucking DVDs. I can borrow a motherfucking DVD and still see it. I I, I could borrow. I, I can have a motherfucker that, that you know, that you have the shit for 30 days or whatever the fuck it is. I can, I can watch it on their shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's ways I can do this shit and, and legally, you know, not pay for it and still, still fucking watch it. So, there, it's not going to be forcing the people who are used to fucking watching it for $15 
just have to pay double or or even more. It, it's just a silly fucking way to go about things. And ha- expecting a fucking live fucking audience on on your biggest show of the fucking year on a Sunday night. That's so fucking asinine, man. Because I mean that that pretty much guarantees that just shy of guarantees that I'm not fucking going because I'm not taking a fucking Monday off in order to just be comfortably coming home. It, it's a good two hours and change away from my fucking house. So for me to have to fucking come home on a Sunday night from there, I mean, if you guys end at fucking eleven, twelve o'clock. I know with pay-per-view restrictions, you might have to end a little earlier than you usually do on Cage of Death, which, you know, does smash the show around a little bit, too. CZW has been notorious for fucking not running on time and not, you know, not knowing how to fucking get their shit together as far as, you know, ending this and starting this on the right times. And they're going to be completely handcuffed to that situation on actual pay-per-view, so... It should be interesting to see how fucking horribly bad they fuck things up and how much drama comes out of this because it, it, it's going to be a lot. It, it, it's really ridiculous. Completely uncalled for shit. So, anyway, that that's just my feelings on things. Um, I think that they really need to get their shit together. This is this fucking pay-per-view. Come on, man. So, I think that's all I got. Um, by the way, This is my five-year fucking anniversary show. You know, I've been doing this for five fucking years. Five fucking years. Um, So anyway, um, I think that's all I got. I I made a new intro. If you want to hang, fucking listen to this uh, outro, I should say. Outro. Listen to the fucking outro. And then the next, you know, 85 times you listen to this show, you won't. So at least, uh, you know, you give it a one-shot deal. Um, tell all these other bitch-ass podcasts that run around, uh, sucking everything's cock and, uh, sounding like dorks on the fucking podcast, uh, tell them to go fuck themselves. I'll talk to you next week. Hopefully I have a guest. All right. Enjoy your weekend. Peace. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good? You're not good. You just know how to hide. How to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.